to Vibrant Life episode number 17. This is Jessica Parker. I am a holistic health coach. I have a master's in health psychology and I'm a fitness instructor. So today we're diving into potassium. Last time we talked about magnesium and we are on a electrolyte kick, as you can tell. So if you have not listened to episode 16 where I talked about magnesium, go back and listen to that one. Magnesium is so important. I cannot emphasize that enough. And so many of us, most of us are deficient in it. So you might be experiencing some things that you have no idea are related to that deficiency and it can, it's such an easy fix. So potassium, according to Science Direct, potassium is an essential nutrient that's required for normal cellular function as is magnesium. Although humans evolved on diets rich in potassium, not the case anymore and I'm sure that's not shocking. Nowadays our diets are quite low in potassium. Some of the adverse effects of inadequate potassium intake are higher blood pressure levels. Did you hear that? Higher blood pressure levels, greater salt sensitivity, increased risk of kidney stones and possibly increased bone loss as well as an increased risk of stroke. So this is something to take very seriously. Um, and I will say as a health coach, one of the first things I think of when somebody is struggling with blood pressure is your potassium levels. Um, so it is, however, really important that you have this um, good balance and you don't have too high of potassium either because that can be problematic. So with magnesium, if you listened last time, you will know that um, you can take a lot of magnesium and like the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to be on the toilet. So with that being said, if you struggle with constipation, please go get yourself some magnesium <laughs> and take a lot of it. But with potassium, it's a different story. If you're too high, then um, you can have just a series of problems. They might be a little different, but they're, they're very serious um, as if you have low potassium. So we're going to dive into low potassium first. So um, this is gonna be a little nerdy for a second here, but the New England Journal of Medicine says that um, this strict regulation of potassium, that like, you know, keeping it really in that not too low, not too high level is essential for a broad array of vital physiologic processes, including the resting cellular membrane potential, the propagation of action potentials in the neuronal, muscular, and cardiac tissue, along with hormone secretion and action, vascular tone, systemic blood pressure control, gastrointestinal motility, acid-base homeostasis, glucose and insulin metabolism, mineral corticoid action, renal concentrating ability, and fluid and electrolyte balance. So again, that was super nerdy, but from that paragraph, you should get that, you know what? Potassium is important. <laughs> It's a number one thing that I think of when I hear certain symptoms from people. I really want to know hmm, where your electrolytes are. What is your diet in, rela in relation to these electrolytes? And just trying to piece all the, um, the puzzle together in order to see, is this a problem for you? Because that is such an easy um, fix if, if that's where it's at. However, like if your potassium and your magnesium are low or they're off or they're out of balance, it's a really easy fix, right? However, it can cause huge problems if you are out of balance. So it's important to understand that your potassium homeostasis is maintained by the sodium potassium pump. And we are gonna talk about sodium on our, the next podcast that I do on electrolytes, which might not be number 18, but it is coming. 
So um, the sodium potassium pump is key for maintaining balance. It ensures that you have an equal amount of electrolytes. So um, it, it really controls the fluids going in and out of your cells. Just know that. And our body is comprised, uh, you guys probably know, of approximately 60% water. So this regulation of water going in and out of our cells is vital, very vital. Um, so moving on, let's expand on that list of um, symptoms for low potassium. According to Dr. Axe, here's a more comprehensive list, and it's more than this even, but we're just, you know, we're, we're gonna try and, and um, address like the main ones. Fatigue, constipation, breathing difficulties, tingling and numbness, irritability, muscle cramps, weight gain, blood pressure problems, heart palpitations, cellulite buildup, nausea, arthritis, stomach cramps, bloating, abnormal psychological behavior, including depression, confusion, or hallucination. So um, let me just dive into this for a minute here and say that, first of all, you have to have an adequate amount of magnesium in your body in order for it to absorb potassium. So that's really important. And you'll notice a real crossover with some of these symptoms, like you heard me say constipation for one, fatigue. Those are some that both magnesium and potassium are gonna hit, but a lot of it also has to do with the fact that they go together. So um, the first thing I would have you do if you're, um, if you are having some of these symptoms is do magnesium as a supplement, because again, you're not gonna um, get to that toxic level. So, I personally um, make sure I have to watch my potassium carefully. I know that I run low on potassium and I know now how it feels because I've made that connection. I've had my labs run and I know um, what those symptoms are. So now if my body is like, if I have heart palpitations, if I suddenly get clammy and feel nauseous and my heart, I'm having those palpitations, those are some classic signs for me personally that I um, am really running low on potassium. In addition, um, I personally have never actually had a panic attack, but some of the symptoms I experience feel like what people say they experience with panic, panic attacks. So my advice, and again, this even says one of the symptoms, abnormal psychological behavior, including depression, confusion, hallucinations, um, irritability. So sometimes people can confuse these um, physical sensations and symptoms with emotional ones. And there can be crossover as well, again, you know. So that's another thing. If you're experiencing a lot of anxiety, panic, panic attacks, depression, you know, I would for sure explore electrolytes um, and definitely run some labs. So when it comes to labs, this can be a little tricky as well. If you know me at all, you hear me talk about the fact that there is the mainstream medical perspective when it comes to our labs and things like that. And then there's a functional perspective. So the mainstream um, perspective is gonna give you an array of your labs and your numbers. And like, you can be from here and here, and then you're normal if you're within that range, right? Well, normal does not mean optimal. Optimal is where you're gonna be feeling amazing for your age, your gender, all the things, right? Um, I don't want to feel normal, I wanna feel optimal. So for me personally, um, I, I'll just share with you that you know when I'm low, 3.7 um, for my labs for potassium is too low. I don't feel good when I'm that low. 
If you talk to a mainstream medical doctor or look it up, you will probably see somewhere between 3.5 and on up um, in terms of where your labs should be, 3.5 to like five. If you look up functional medicine or if you have a functional doctor, they're probably gonna start you at 4.2. So if you're under 4.2, even if it's like four, even if it's 3.9, you're probably gonna be feeling it. You're probably gonna say, well, okay, um, I'm so confused because I don't feel good. And I have these like classic low potassium symptoms, but you're saying I'm normal. Well, that's your explanation. So I personally have learned that I can't go below 4.2, I will feel it and it's not good. So what depletes potassium? Medication absorption issues. So if you have gastrointestinal stuff, you, you know, I don't need to go into that, but you know, if you have gastro gastrointestinal issues, or maybe you have gluten sensitivity caused by leaky gut, um, that can absolutely deplete your potassium, certain antibiotics, diuretics, heat, stress, um, toxicity. I'm going to talk about that one a little bit more in just a second. Alcohol, fast food, sugar, lack of sleep, um, and then of course, low magnesium, because then you're not going to be absorbing it. So there are more, but those are like classic reasons that your potassium is going to be depleted. Obviously, if you're sick, you know, things are coming out both ends, you're going to be depleted in electrolytes in general. That's why, you know, as kids, the moms are like, here, have some Gatorade. That's why. Um, but with toxicity, just a personal story here. Um, I, um, believe that I have mercury toxicity, which um, is a cause of potassium depletion, um, electrolyte de depletion in general. Um, and therefore, I, I believe that is why I struggle to keep mine up. And so, um, because I know my story, I know wh where my labs are at, I know how it feels when I get low, then I'm not, I'm okay with supplementing. You have to be very careful um, I've said like magnesium, go ahead and supplement, but potassium, be careful and understand the symptoms of low and high potassium and where your body is at. I would definitely run labs to make sure. And I have another story about that in a minute, but I use Ultima, which I'm not affiliated with this brand whatsoever, but I use this daily because it has a good mix of potassium, magnesium, it has um, calcium in it, it has a good mix of electrolytes, and I feel better. I feel better when I'm just on top of it. Um, plus I do things, you know, I'm a fitness instructor. I have some stress going on, you know, who doesn't? Some of the symptoms from my autoimmune stuff has to do with sleep issues. So those are things that are gonna add to this constant like struggle in terms of keeping my potassium up. So I have to be very careful with that balance. Therefore, I use that daily. Um, but you guys, um, in order, like according to like your recommended daily allowance, it is in the thousands. And this here is only, and of course, like I need glasses and I'm not, um, is only 250 milligrams. We all know that even at 250 milligrams, your body's not gonna absorb all of that. So I feel safe. I'm not taking thousands of milligrams. I'm just taking 250. So there is that. Um, there's definitely a safe way to do things like that. So what if your potassium is too high? So I have a friend who recently 
he has this this is kind of a different scenario but um and i mentioned it on the last one but he has symptoms of low potassium he doesn't even eat like high potassium foods he doesn't take electrolytes and so i did some digging because he also said that um that he gets you know if you if you get up in the morning and, and feel like almost like a head rush kind of thing that is classic sign for adrenal issues and so um if your potassium reads too high, but you're having low potassium symptoms like heart palpitations, um, cramping, things like that, then that's a sign that your body is actually just not utilizing the potassium correctly. So it's not even that his potassium is actually high, if that makes sense. I know this is a little complicated, but um, there are so many different things that go on within our system and our blood and our cells and you can have nutrients like your your body needs to be using potassium and if it's not it's just going to be swimming around in your blood versus being in the cells and the tissues where it needs to be and that's what's going on there um he has adrenal issues therefore his body is not processing and utilizing the potassium so his labs make it look like his potassium is high which is dangerous and yet his experience is low potassium that makes sense so there are so many different um scenarios that can happen with all of these things and that's why i find it so important to run your labs if you think you have anything going on and i also recommend getting with a functional doctor because they are going to look at things a little differently like i said they're going to look at your optimal levels in fact this friend um I was the one that noticed that his potassium was high. In fact, on his labs, it was red and it said too high. The doctor didn't say anything to him, nothing. I said, I would love to see what those numbers are because you're having all these heart issues. What's your potassium at? What are your electrolytes at? And he said, they said it was fine. Okay, but can I, what is it? What actually are the numbers? And he sent me a picture and um, it literally said, too high it was five point something i think it was higher than 5.5 i don't know but it just said too high and it was so please 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 be your own advocate like that's like the moral of every every story that i tell please be your own advocate and if you if you're not sure how to that's why people like me exist to help you i'm not a doctor and i'm not going to take the place of your doctor but i will help you navigate and dig and do some research and like connect it to your own story so you can figure some things out because also what will happen is oh well you you they're just going to focus which they are on this heart thing going on and they're not actually going to focus on why if you address those adrenal issues going on you can you can um you can focus on lifestyle and diet issues in order to help your body utilize the potassium that it needs the way it needs versus taking medication or surgery, which they're recommending. So anyway, if your potassium is too high, that's a huge, huge one. You might have kidney things. Obviously, if your potassium is too high, you have some stuff going on. No matter what the story is, you have stuff going on. It's That's not good either. And so again, I highly recommend getting with a functional doctor. Typically, it's too low. The majority of the time, it's too low. I can't tell you how many times I have had clients or friends or family members have these certain symptoms and I'm like, uh, 
what is your potassium like? And that has always been the problem. Like every single time, that's the problem. And I can't tell you how many times it's, you know, they're at the doctor and they said, no, that's not the issue because the numbers are within quote normal anyway, but they figure it out and they feel better. So this is um, the bottom line. If you suspect that you have low potassium before you reach for a supplement, because like I said, I'm going to just reemphasize this. I'm going to be a broken record. You don't want to be too low or too high. Um, if you suspect you're low, then get your labs run so you know exactly where you're at. But then address the issues causing the low potassium. Reach for magnesium first because again, you're not gonna um, you're not gonna cause these detrimental issues if you go higher in magnesium. In fact, I, depending on what's going on in my life, I take magnesium every day. Um, but if I have extra stress, if I'm having more sleep issues, if it's a certain time of the month, or if I've exercised extra hard and I'm really sore, then I'll take more. And, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid of having any issues aside from, you know, the toilet thing, but, um, eat potassium rich foods. And let me just tell you guys, because everybody typically is like, okay, I'm going to go have bananas, which makes me twitch a little bit because bananas well, they're wonderful. I love bananas, but I don't really eat bananas because <laughs> um, I like to control my blood sugar. And I used to be all over the place with my blood sugar before I ever did keto. And even when I was paleo, my blood sugar was out of control because paleo is not focused on your macronutrients and you can have lots of carby things and stuff that's going to spike your blood sugar. And I did, and I gained weight. And so I'm careful about about that with bananas because most of the people that I work with are um, needing to help have help with their blood sugar. And so um, again, I love, I love bananas. Bananas are so yummy, but maybe treat them as a dessert. So really quick, let me just give you an idea. Um, bananas have about like a medium banana around 422 milligrams. Is that milligrams? I'm pretty sure that's milligrams of magnesium. Well, you would be better off having a piece of salmon, which I love, 490 milligrams for a 100 gram filet. Um, you would be better off having a large tomato, 431 grams versus 422 in a banana. Um, acorn squash, which I love, um, 437. Lima beans, ew, you don't need to have those. <laughs> avocado, one medium avocado has 975 milligrams of potassium. Did I say magnesium earlier? I meant potassium. This is potassium we're talking about. Bananas have 422, you know, roughly. They're all gonna vary based on size. Avocados have 975 and Avocados are so wonderful. Like we have them on our keto protocol. I eat them all the time. They're so good for you and they're not going to spike your blood sugar. Spinach, three cups of spinach, um, 558. That seems like a lot of spinach, but you know, if you make a, a smoothie with it, which I don't do that, but, um, or have a big old salad, one potato, 941 milligrams. So just giving you some other ideas. Um, bananas 
sure, they have a good amount of potassium, but there are other things, even sardines, if you like sardines, um, 397, a chicken breast, 391. I would rather have a chicken breast, a grilled chicken breast than a banana. 391 milligrams versus a banana, 422. In fact, have your chicken breast on top of some spinach. There you go. Even peanuts have more, 634 milligrams for two thirds of a cup. So anyway, just understand that. Um, bananas are like always the go-to and there's so many other things. And then if you go down below, the, you know, bananas are here and then down below bananas, um, lean ground beef even has 318 milligrams. Hello, mushrooms, 318. There are so many different things. You can make a big old salad and you've got plenty of potassium um, in there. So, and if you're like really eating plenty of potassium rich foods, but you're low, understand that you likely have some other things going on. Toxicity, are you on meds that are um, impacting, that are depleting your electrolytes? Um, lack of sleep, where's your magnesium at? It's really hard to get enough magnesium. Absorption issues, do you have leaky gut? You know, I'm just running through those again really quick. Obviously the heat stress type of stuff, alcohol, fast food, sugar. Address those things before you go for a supplement, address all of those things. All right, that is it. So this podcast is sponsored by Oregon Valley Farm, which is my family owned and operated pasture-raised meat business. We sell grass-fed and finished beef, pasture-raised pork and chicken. None of it has any antibiotics or added hormones. And you can order, we, we ship to several different states. So um, you can order online and um, we'll ship it with dry eyes to your door. Go to OregonValleyFarm.com and go to the FAQs to make sure that we ship to your state. If you are local to us, we also offer a local pickup option. You have to schedule that online. Um, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well at, um, at Oregon Valley Farm for both of those. And then you can find me at ThatVibrantLife.com. Instagram is Health with Jessica and Facebook is Health with Jess. If you guys have any questions or things that you would like me to cover on this podcast, please send me a message. I would love to, I love to nerd out and dive into all these things. And I hope you have a fantastic day.